What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jake. It's been a little while since we recorded our last podcast. Uh, actually, I think the trade deadline, uh, day of the trade deadline was the last time we released an episode, also recorded the episode same day. Uh, both of us, I know, have been busy with things, uh, so we're getting this uh, this episode out to you a little later than normal. Uh, how's everything been, Jake, um, with you? I know both of us have been watching a lot of basketball. Mar- March Madness coming to an end today as we release this episode and are recording it. Uh, Gonzaga Baylor. Um, so how's everything been? Yeah, everything's been good. Uh, like you said, we just I've been watching a lot of March Madness. Uh, watched an incredible, I think one of the best games I've ever seen was Gonzaga-UCLA the other night. So uh, that was definitely, in the second half, I think it was just back and forth the whole entire uh, the whole entire half. So, uh, for really Jay, the sucks. whole game, I think. Really the whole game, but definitely the second yeah. half when I started paying attention, I felt like it was really back and back and forth because um, I, I knew the, the type of team UCLA was. Um, very chip-on-their-shoulder type mentality with uh, Johnny Juzang and then uh, Jalen Suggs. Uh, really, they, they have multiple NBA prospects on that Gonzaga team, so they've been really fun to watch. Um, and definitely a lot of unexpected things have happened during March Madness. So that's a lot of what my time has been occupied by. And then we have the NBA season, which really, if you look at, and I think we'll kind of get into this, is just the lack of continuity between a lot of the teams uh, with COVID, the injuries. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a tough time for the basketball wor- world right now with just not being able to see stars play uh, the game and see uh, the highest uh, level teams in the NBA being able to put out, uh, you know, the whole entire product out there. So, Yeah, it's funny you're talking about uh, – we were talking about March Madness just now and – for all the upsets that ended up happening, I think I know they're the two one seeds, but I think they're the top two overall seeds ended up being in the championship like everyone expected, um, which I just find funny that out of everything, uh, no major, you know, not, you know, they were both one seeds kind of expected to end up being in the championship. And here we are after the, you know, 15 seeds won, 13 seeds won, and all these uh, teams advanced, you know, pretty far in the tournament and we still have the two favorites at the end um real quick i know tonight's the game possibly people will be listening to this after the game but prediction for tonight uh do you want just my winner or you want like uh you can go to victory or just Whatever winner yeah i'll take i'll take Gonzaga. uh i think it's going to be a close game though so yeah, I'm with you. I, I think uh, watch we both take Gonzaga and now Baylor's gonna win. But uh, well, yeah, I it's, think it's, yeah. well again, well again, you have to look at the history of undefeated teams. There hasn't been one team that's gone undefeated through the whole season, even March Madness. So I think it's bound to happen. Since, yes, well, since uh, 1979, since uh, oh, Indiana, okay. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas's uh, Indiana team with Coach Bob Knight. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a little while. I know Kentucky a few years ago um, tried to make it happen. They lost, I think, in the Elite Eight uh, after going undefeated throughout the whole season. So, um, we shall see. Well, I know the women's 
ended last night as well. And they, uh, that game was really entertaining as well. The game before that and the final four with UConn and Arizona was also really entertaining. So overall, just great on the men's and women's side. Really entertaining stuff. Real quick before we uh, move into our first topic. Anything else? No, nothing else. I think we're ready to go into uh, some bio topics here. Yeah. So, obviously, since we talked briefly, I know, on the trade deadline episode that we did, our last episode about buyouts, potential buyouts, buyouts that were already in the works, um, things we thought were going to happen with buyouts that didn't happen. I know, Jake, on your uh, on your Miami Heat page, you... Uh, reported some stuff that you saw other people reporting and you got a lot of slack for that or whatever you want to say, uh, which I found well, yeah, let's, funny. Let's, yeah, let's talk let, about let's that. Wait, let, let's, let's start with LaMarcus first. I, I say we well, do no, that no, no, because let, I got a lot to say let, about that. Well, let, let's do LaMarcus last so that way it ties into the oh, Nets God. who we're going to talk about as a whole. Um, I want to first just – well, we can kind of tie it all in together because I think a lot of people have been complaining – over the past week about the buyout market. Um, and I'll just name off the people who have signed off the buyout market. Uh, obviously, we talked about Blake Griffin. That was, it felt like, a couple months ago now. He's only played a handful of games, I feel like, the, for the Nets. But he signed with the Nets. Lamarcus Aldridge, as we just said, was expected to go to the Heat. I think everyone, I mean, all the top reporters, Woj, Shams, everyone was reporting the Heat, the Heat, the Heat. And then at the last second, he signed with the Nets. Andre Drummond got, got pop, finally bought out by the Cavs. He went to the Lakers. Uh, Gorgi Zhang, kind of, these are the lower tier now guys, um, bought out by the Grizzlies, signed with the Spurs. And then Jeff Teague, who was traded by the Celtics to the Magic on, on deadline day, ended up getting bought out by the Magic, and now he signed with the Bucks. Um, but I want to pose this question to you Do you have a problem with some of these players? Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, Andre Drummond, who at one time were some of the top players in the sport now on the downfalls of their career, signing with um, just kind of trying to ride the team's uh, coattails and just sign with the top teams in the league and, and just try to chase a ring instead of going to another team who really needs them uh, and can maybe still vie for a championship and is not as likely. Yeah, I think with a lot of the guys that you just mentioned, obviously the top tier guys matter more than the lower tier guys just because um, those are the guys that are going to teams. It's not like you're having Gorgie Dane going to the Spurs and being like, oh, you know, that's something that's that's notable. I mean, the Spurs are in contention for the playoffs, um, but definitely not a move like LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin going to the Nets, Andre Drummond the Lakers. So those guys, it's just... I mean, it's it's tough to see some of those guys, and mainly like the Nets because, I mean, well, both teams as well. Uh, I mean, yeah, both teams. I mean, because once they get their stars back, I mean, they're going to be rolling no matter what, right? So, um, it's tough to see. And and again, I don't like, I don't like necessarily to look on social media and see multiple teams being rumored for a guy, and then in the Lamarcus instance, you have last second choosing to go to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, it's just, I'd rather have, like, just tell me straight up he's going to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I don't like to hear rumors where it's like they have, it's, it's oh. like back in the day where they had the Warriors and trade rumors. It's like, or, or uh, to get a free agent. It's like, dude, 
we know he's going to the Warriors, and then it, it gets announced, and you're like, oh, you know, it's it's like when Lamarcus, uh, well, not Lamarcus, Demarcus yeah. signed with with the Warriors. It's like he's going to the Warriors. Well, I I think with what you're saying though, I mean, as for, uh, pertaining to Lamarcus Aldridge, it wasn't even a rumor. It's kind of like. I think him himself was kind of telling reporters, hey, I'm going to Miami. Like, this is where I'm about to sign. Obviously, Miami won on a six-game losing streak. They were at the tail end of that. Now they're on a four-game winning streak. But and I think that kind of uh, deterred him away from signing with Miami. But I think also possibly a better question that I could ask you is, do you consider it a super team now? For instance, the Lakers, they have Drummond, LeBron, Anthony Davis, um, well, that's really their super team, or big three, I guess. Um, and th- and then for you know the Nets, people are like, oh, it's a super team because they have Blake Griffin, LaMarcus uh, Aldridge, uh, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, um, and Kevin Durant. But mm. to me, and I'm kind of answering my own question before I even let you go, but it's like Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge are nowhere close to where they were in their primes, and they're kind of a shell of themselves. I don't care what anyone says. Uh you know, they're, if this was 2014, I would be like, yeah, this is, you know, you can just give them the championship now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, with LaMarcus and Blake, yeah, they don't really move the needle um, that much. Because, again, we've talked about this before. The buyout market was a lot of guys that are like 35, not really going to give you too much. A lot of big men um, in the buyout market um, this time around. So them going to the Nets... I think you look at that team, and again, it's it's not really moving the needle too much. You have two guys that, again, you're going to have to take on. And I think when you talk about big men, you talk about, you know, first of all, just putting a body out there. Because the Lakers lost, you know, what a lot of people don't talk about is that they lost JaVale McGee, um, who's now in the Nuggets uh, during the tra- trade deadline. He got traded from the Cavs to the Nuggets. Um, they lost Dwight Howard in free agency to the to the Sixers, um, and then with the Nets, um, you know they just had DJ there, so uh, they have Nick Claxton, but you're not going to be able to rely uh, on him in a playoff series, I don't think. So being able to I, add bodies, because I disagree with you on that, because I think Nick Claxton right now is a better player than Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, defensively yeah, he, and off. Obviously, defensively, I, I think. And many people are not realizing, come playoff time, I want to see the Nets. And this is, you know, I've been kind of not riding the Nets at all since the James Harden trade. And we're going to get into this more as this discussion goes on. But I think that come playoff time, the defensive liabilities of this team uh, are really going to show. Yeah, well, when you talk about, and I, and I think it really could be Heat and Nets, um, depending on, the, the matchups, obviously, but I think when you add a guy like Victor Oladipo, you have Trevor Reza, and I, I've really come to realize that Trevor Reza has been a really great pickup for this Heat team. He seems to be getting his, his footing on the offensive end. Um, and so when you look at a team like that, I bring up that, that kind of team because Bam and Abayo had a career-high 41 points against the Nets. So you're going to have to throw out, and again, you're throwing out a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, to guard a guy like Bam Adebayo, who's mobile as hell for a 6'10 guy. So you're going to have to, uh, by committee, try and take down a guy like that. And I don't think the committee that you have up in the front court is willing to do something like that. So I'm looking at 
uh, guys like that. I'm looking at Giannis. You know, you're going to have to be able to stop guys like that. I don't think you could do that by committee um, if you're the Brooklyn Nets. Again, they're just going to try and outscore teams. That's what they're going to do. I mean, Kevin, to think that but, Kevin Durant has been on two of the two of arguably the best offensive teams of all time because you can't dis- you can't disagree with that. I mean, he's been on the Warriors and now he's going to be on the Nets or he's been on the Nets. So, they're going to they're going to outscore they're going to outscore teams. So, again, yeah. you're going to have to score 130 against this against this team. Well, it depends how how good of a defense it is, obviously. And I think with the Heat, for instance, I think their offensive lulls um, can really hurt them because otherwise they have the defenders to stack out there. You know, when you put out a lineup of Adebayo, Ariza, Butler, uh, Oladipo, and put uh, Iguodala in there, um, or you can, for offensive purposes, just put Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, who stepped up his defensive game. Um, you know, that that's... The Nets, I think, kind of worst nightmare if they even have a nightmare. But I think a bigger problem for the Nets is, and I've, I've said this before, I, I was riding the Clippers all last season. Um, obviously, they were never healthy throughout the season. And I said, oh, it doesn't matter. They're still going to beat the Lakers. They'll get to the finals. I'm picking them to win it all. I think we both were on that, if, I was, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. And I say all that to say this. I see a lot of similarities in this Nets team to that Clippers team. Um, I've had people tell me I'm crazy, but... You look at Kevin Durant's only played 19 games. Obviously, he's played 19 games since the 2019 finals now. Uh, with all that time missed due to injury, he's injured again. He's supposed to be back in the next week or so. Um, I think Kyrie he's supposed Irving, to. Who, I, I think it's nearing that he might be back tonight against the Knicks, but there's like a slight chance that happens. Yeah, so it's. To me, it's like you have Kyrie Irving, like I, like I was about to say, who. You don't know when he's going to show up and when he's not going to show up. I know he took a personal leave for a couple games about a week ago or 10 days ago now. Um, I don't know what it was. Neither We don't need to know either. It's his doing. But with him, who knows, in the middle of the playoffs, he could just not show up. James Harden has kind of been the most reliable, even though he's been out with injury. Um, and then you just have everyone else around. You're adding in buyout guys. You're getting, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, who's the flashy name, Blake Griffin, flashy name. Uh, they're going to give you offense, defensively nothing. So I say that to say this, it, like back to my the start of my point was you look at the the Clippers last year, Kawhi Leonard, load management injuries, Paul George injuries throughout the, you know, they, they added all these buyout guys, you know, who people are like, including myself on this podcast was like, oh, you know, it's a wrap. You know, they're getting all the buyout guys, Reggie Jackson, this guy, that guy, you know, they have the sixth man of the year. You know, they even had a really deep team and, what happened come playoff time they didn't have any uh continuity and they didn't have any chemistry and it you know i think the bubble played a part into that but at the same time i think it probably it might have even happened outside of the bubble um in a normal season so i i i see that in the in the nets and that's why i'm not too confident in this team mm-hmm. yeah I, again i i think that's the reason why i kind of picked them to win next year as opposed to this year because I'm just not on the bandwagon of first-year teams, super teams winning a title. Um, I think, as history shows, a lot of first-year super teams have problems winning um, early on and uh, being able to gel. I think, to your point, I, I was doing you know some some research because when have we even seen Kyrie, Harden, and Durant 
as a starting lineup on the floor at the same time. I'm sure the minutes are super uh, low. Uh, but I'll tell you right now. Hold but on. I no, I looked up the starting lineups. There's six. They played six games together in the starting lineup. And so James Harden has been there answer. since January, and KD has been out almost what two months now. So both yeah, those guys, yeah. and then you have Kyrie, who's in who's in his his uh you know his own world. You have those three guys that have only played six games together. So to me, it it seems as if that's going to be something that's going to bite them, um, because when you don't, when you're not totally able, you said what? No, no, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and then and then on top of it, I mean, I love Steve Nash, but he is a first year head coach, so that all kind of tr- uh, transpires into you know something that just might not end up too well. Um, and the good news for them is that you have a team on the other side. Um, of the, and I guess this is sort of transitioning, you have a team on the other side who's in the middle of the pack of the, of the Western Conference right now, um, who I don't real know... Real quick, if... real quick, be, before we do transition here, because we say all of that and, and we're not... who. If you had to pick a team coming out of the East right now, who is it? Oh, is no, it's Philly? Brooklyn. No, it's, it's Brooklyn. I'm just saying when you... When so you, you look still... Because at... I, I, st- I don't have Brooklyn coming out. Who, who do you have? Who do you have coming out of the, the East? I don't know. I, 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 I think they come out of the out. I, I think they do still I, come out of the East. Um I just don't have them winning it. Because I think if, if the I, Lakers I, I are, are all, all healthy, no one's beating them, in my opinion. I think LeBron I, and AD are two are, are too uh great of a duo and they showed that last uh in the bubble. Well because I look and, and we talked about they don't have a big, you know, Joel Embiid back healthy, who knows how long he can stay healthy. There's questions there. Um but you know, he could dominate a series. You have Milwaukee, obviously, uh, we're going to talk about later. Drew Holiday, they locked him up. So they have that. Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris Middleton, they're finally looking to get over the hump. Miami's, uh, you know, it seems like they're coming in another surge now. They just, um, they're either on hot winning streaks or really, really bad losing streaks this season. Um, and then, you know, you still, I don't know how much faith people still have in Boston. Um, they're down at the bottom of the, com- uh, at the bottom of the pack there, uh, you know, the Knicks, Hawks, Hornets, Pacers, you know, those are all teams that are kind of um, just around. I don't think people are really putting any stock into them, giving, you know, a run for their money. So for me, you know, I think everyone agrees it's kind of the top three. And I guess you can add the Heat in there, uh, obviously just getting Victor Oladipo. Um, Boston, if they can figure stuff out, you can add them in there come playoff time. Um, I guess right now I would take Philly. Um I don't know. I, I, it, there's not one team in the East that I love. And I guess that transitions now into your next point about going into the West, uh, which you can go into. So as I mentioned, the Lakers on the other side of uh, from East to West, we go um, here and uh, we have LeBron, who's missed two or three weeks now with a high ankle sprain. Uh, you have AD with the calf injury, which is a little bit more serious or very uh, serious, and um, you've seen the injuries in the past uh, when it comes to that, and it's not uh, something to play around with. Uh, and now they add Andre Drummond, who uh, got bought out um, from the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were sitting him out, uh, and he ended up signing with the L.A. Lakers. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm playing the host here, Ryan. Uh, what do you think about this move for the Lakers and 
um, how this pushes the needle. Um, I think you're going to get comparisons uh, with the Lakers and the Nets uh, as far as their buyout moves. Uh, what do you think about? Uh, um, so he, here's my issue, and, and I, this also goes back to the Nets. They're great additions. All, they're, they're good additions. The thing is, is that what happens is the media hypes them up that now Andre Drummond is the second coming of Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is all of son. LaMarcus Aldridge of, of, I guess, when he signed with the Spurs of 2015 or right when, this is the issue when they're not. Andre Drummond is, is a guy who he, he literally just got bought out by a Cavs team that, I mean, wh- why would they not want to keep him? And, and, you know, obviously they have a whole bunch of young guys. The Pistons didn't want him. He got traded for a second-round pick. No one want, wanted to even trade for Andre Drummond. And what is he, still 28 years old? So all of a sudden he comes to the Lakers now, and people are like, oh, he's the he's the second coming of whatever you want to compare him to. Um, is it a good addition? Yeah. They, they needed a center. Um, I think it brings up another conversation of Marcus Saul, who's been very uh, – can was very candid about his role now with the team and, and possibly he could get bought out. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but this Thursday is the, did I mention this earlier? This Thursday is Not the deadline. Okay. Well, we probably should have prefaced all of this with this Thursday is the deadline um, for teams to sign a player and they would, they could be active on the playoff roster. Um, so I, I would expect someone like Marcus Saul to maybe get bought out move elsewhere as now his role kind of diminishes and he hasn't been what the Lakers thought he would be. Um, so it, it's a whole lateral move for Drummond. I think it's a, it's a good addition. Like I just said, because it gives them a, it's a big body, um, someone who can get rebounds for them and gives them, you know, kind of what they had last year when they had Dwight and JaVale McGee. Um, and really the reason they won the championship because they were just so big and no one could compete with them. Um, like now, and you know, obviously they still have, Montresero coming off the bench. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it seems like everyone with the buyout thing and just in general, um, it's like, you know, these big name players who get bought out and they're getting bought out for a reason. They're obviously not want, they're not what they once were and teams are not willing to even trade for them because they're not good enough to be traded for. So instead they just wait for them to sign to a minimum deal and that's what they're worth. Um, so that I guess you know if that answers your question to a sense. Yeah, well, I mean, from my point of view, I, I think I agree with a lot of your points. Um, I think that listen, it, it does move the needle a lot short term because, of course, you have the injuries um, to LeBron, AD. So right now, your highest point per game scorer is Dennis Schroeder, who has helped a lot, um, and he was their main reason why they were losing because I think him and AD were out at the same time we had talked about this um and the fact that you can't really rely on LeBron all that much when you have those two guys out um because now you have it kind of uh I guess comes back uh, to haunt you uh sort of speak because now you have uh, both your two big dogs out and you have Dennis Schroeder now who has to carry a lot of the load by himself, really. I mean, a lot of those guys in that rotation, uh, really, if you look at it, are bench pieces. Um, and um, they're solid rotational pieces, but they're not starters. Now you have Drummond, um, who's had a lot of starting experience um, coming in and can really help you. Um, and as we say that, he actually got hurt 15 minutes 
um, into his debut. He ended up bruising his toes, so um, he's going to be out now for a little bit. Um, which again, we're talking about his contributions, and that ended up happening, which is kind of, um, I guess, kind of funny, but not funny at the same time. So um, I do think that he does move the needle um, for the Lakers. Again, I've said it before; I'll say it again. The Lakers. With the playing tournament, there's so many benefits, and that benefit is uh, getting you into the playoffs. Again, it's one game, um, and I'm not saying they'll slip all the way down there, but if they're if they're trying to get in the playoffs and it's a playing game, or uh, if they have a really tough first round matchup, I think as long as you have AD and LeBron back, you're fine. So. Yeah, I mean, right now there, I'm looking at the standings. Um, they're in the they're they are the fifth seed right now. They're a game and a half back of the, the Clippers, who they lo- just lost to yesterday. So that game was on, on ABC. Um, obviously, when scheduled, they thought it was going to be a bigger matchup than what it was. It was a blowout. Um, they're the Trailblazers, who are the sixth seed, are half a game behind them, and then the seventh seed, which is the playing game, which is the Mavericks, are three games behind them, uh, behind the Lakers. So the Lakers are three games ahead of them. I feel like I just said that really in a way that was really confusing. Besides that, or to, to, to say that I'm, I'm with you. I think once they get healthy, the thing is, is when, when is Anthony Davis going to be healthy? When is LeBron going to be healthy? I know LeBron's injury is a four to six week injury. We're about two weeks out now from when he originally got injured um, against the Hawks. Uh, obviously he's a freak of nature and he, you know, who knows he could come back next week. I don't think that's the sentiment right now that people uh, around the league feel and the Lakers feel, including LeBron himself. Um, I know he's working really hard to get back. And then Anthony Davis. No one really knows what, what's going on with Anthony Davis. He's been out now since before the All-Star break. I think mid-February he's been out. Um, and, you know, this is a team that's that's struggled without, you know, they've, they've uh, lost 6 of 10. Uh, you know, this is kind of expected that, you know, they're not going to, do as well obviously when you don't have your two top players but it's how far do you fall down i don't think they i think the farthest they possibly fall is probably the seventh seed i don't see them falling any farther than that just because you know the warriors at the you have the spurs at the nine seed only a game over 500 uh grizzlies only a game over 500 at the eight seed and then the warriors at the 10 seed four games under 500 i don't see them falling under 500 um that's unless um you're looking until the end of the regular season that LeBron and AD are out. And then you have bigger questions about, uh, you know, if they're out until the end of the regular season, are, are they healthy enough to come back for a playoff game? And, and if they're in a playing game, that's even a bigger question. Yeah. I, I'm trying to look at the standings as well right now. Um, the thing about the Lakers is I was checking out their schedule a little bit earlier and their next 10 games, they play the jazz back to back. Um, towards the latter half of that stretch. Um, but a lot of their games are against over 500 teams. Um, they have, I believe, the Knicks, because um, I'm not looking at their schedule right now. Um, Here, they I, have, I, can read it. I, I can read out your, their next. They're, they're on a road trip right now. They're on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-game road trip. I think they it's five a more games Coast. left. I think it's yeah, a East they, Coast uh, road trip. Yeah, they started off with Sacramento and obviously uh, the Clippers, which is kind of they're still at home, but it was a road game. And now they go out and play the Raptors, Heat, Nets, Knicks, Hornets. Um, 
Heat are playing good basketball right now. Nets obviously are the Nets. You know, even if they just have James Harden or just Kyrie in the lineup, I think they're just a better mm. team. Uh, Raptors obviously been struggling. Knicks, they're going to play tough basketball, and, and I could see them winning that game. And then the Hornets, I know um, we're about to get into right now, uh, just lost Gordon Hayward and LaMelo about a week ago or a couple weeks ago now. So they're not the team that they were a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, it's, it's a tough stretch coming up. Um, they have the Jazz back-to-back once they get home. Um, Mavericks back-to-back. Uh, so, I mean, I'm guessing that LeBron, if he's that four- to six-week period, he would get back around that Jazz date, which is April 17th, or maybe even farther than that, maybe right after that, which would be against the Magic uh, April 26th-type date, uh, if I'm doing my math correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I, uh, you know, I think that the Raptors are probably a win. Uh, the Hornets, and I believe the Celtics, you could possibly buy a win from them. Uh, but then the other, what is it, seven games, it's, it's I, I don't think it's too good of a chance for them. I think a lot of the teams um, that you and I mentioned are on a roll. Um, I think the worst they can do is probably, they could probably drop as far as, the eighth seed? I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's depending on LeBron's still out indefinitely. Um, I say seven. But yeah, I think I think for me the worst was probably would probably be the eighth. But again, as long as they're in the, that playoff contention range um, and they have a spot, um, I think as long as they get their guys back, they're they're chilling. Yeah, so. and I feel like we're contradicting ourselves because just before we're like, oh, the the Nets, you know, they're not healthy, you know. Chemistry-wise, this is a Lakers team that just won a championship last year. I know they have new pieces, um, a lot, a, a good amount of new pieces, but still, you have LeBron and you have Anthony Davis, um, guys who have been there before. Um, I, I think that you know you still have Markeith Morris, uh, who's been there last year, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get, I guess Alex Russo, but um, I guess people can say, oh, you're, you know, you're making one case for one team and another case for another one they're kind of on a similar situation but i don't know i just have a better feeling about the lakers than i do the nets um let's get into now a team that uh the that ends this lakers road trip and that's the charlotte hornets um they are the sixth seed right now in the eastern conference at 25 and 24 uh they're half a game back of the heat and um hawks who are the fourth and fifth seeds uh and then they're also just what is it a uh, half a game up on the nets and uh celtics are the seven and eight seed uh, that's how tight the east is right now in the middle of the pack um they lost lamella ball who was probably undoubtedly the rookie of the year up to this point or a couple weeks about a week ago in the season um they just lost gordon hayward as well who's going to be out i think four to six weeks um is are they kind of it's is their uh, Cinderella story kind kind of season over for them? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the obvious is to turn to these injuries and say, uh, yeah, it is over, and yeah, they are going to fall. Which I do that I I do think. Wow, I can't even talk. I do think uh, they end up falling in the Eastern Conference just because. Um, of how crowded it is and um, how close. When, when you say when you say fall, is that out of the play, even the play-in tournament? I think they can possibly make that play-in tournament. Um, I think they have uh, a team in which 
they still have, I think, a competent, competent NBA team. I mean, they have Terry Rozier, um, a lot of young guys that uh, can definitely uh, make some noise. Uh, and I think that, I mean, again, I don't see them making too much noise in the playoffs, but in terms of, you know, getting in the playing tournament and, you know, maybe taking, again, it depends all this depends on whether or not LaMelo and, and Gordon Hayward are, are back. And I think LaMelo can uh, come back. I think it's before the season he has a chance to come back. Uh, Gordon Hayward's four to six weeks. Um, but, again, I think that uh, they'll for sure drop. Um, again, losing your main facilitator and then a guy that you paid a ton of money over the offseason. Um, your top scorer, I believe, when he went out. I think it's Rozier at this point. Um, but I think losing those two guys, it's going to naturally, again, you lose LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you're going to drop. You lose LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, you're going to drop. I mean, all these teams, you lose your two primary guys, um, you're naturally going to fall um, somewhat out of contention. But I think the, the Hornets, I think they could still make that playing game. Um, but again, I, I don't see them. Um, competing with some of the middle teams um, in the Eastern Conference, at least for the short term, until they get their guys back. Yeah, and, you know, I, I know that there's been now, um, originally when LaMelo went out, it was for the season now, it's like, oh, he could possibly come back. I don't think they're going to rush him. Um, I, I, I think they know that, hey, you know, could they win a playoff series? I don't even know if they could have. They maybe could have if LaMelo and Hayward were healthy. Um, but there, I don't think there's any any reason to really rush him well, back. Just um, well, last season you saw you saw Zion last season. They didn't rush him until January. So, I mean, I don't I don't see why they would um, why they would really um, push the needle as far as him returning, um, especially when you have a a young talent like that um, who is really going to be your your franchise moving forward. Um, yeah. I don't see it. So. And then we also forgot to mention that Malik Monk is also out for two weeks with a sprained ankle. He's the second coming of Michael Jordan when he plays against the Miami Heat. Um, <laughs> but um, so that's another. And he, I mean, he's averaging 13 points a game this season, or close to 14 points. Um, so yeah, I think that you know, I think they'll they'll probably stay in the play playoffs. Um, at least, you know, for the Eastern Conference, I don't think they fall out of the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I think they're kind of and, – and they were a fun team to watch, I know. Um, always, you know, every time I watch them, they're a really fun team to watch. And, and they have a bright future going forward. I, I kind of think their uh, season has kind of come to an abrupt stop um, after so much good this season. And a team that, you know, normally is kind of a laughing stock of the league, um, they definitely have made some noise. Uh, their their announcers is, definitely make some noise too. Let's not forget them. They might be. They're definitely top five in the league. Anytime I see a, a Hornets highlight, I make sure to turn up the volume just to listen to their announcers because they have so much fun with that team. <laughs> yeah, I guess that happened. I don't know if that happened uh, naturally. Everyone just got uh, the attention of of the uh, the announcers because Sports Center likes to post every Lamelo highlights. So maybe it just happened. Because of that, I think that could be it. Yeah, every every right. highlight page was, uh, post anything with Lamelo. So I think right now they're struggling to post anything because LeBron's out. Who they always post, Lamelo's out. Who they always post. Yeah, so now they, they have so now they just yeah, so now they just have to post the announcers because Lamelo's out. So they have to post his announcers. 
Yeah, and uh, they used to have an obsession with Zion, and Zion, we, we really even haven't talked about Zion this season on this podcast, but he's having, I think, one of the great seasons uh, this year. I think averaging like 26 points, eight rebounds, something like that. Um, let's yep. move on, though, to Drew Holiday. As we mentioned earlier, he did sign a max extension with the Bucks just a couple of days ago, a four-year, $160 million extension, um, which now it locks up, uh, like I said earlier, Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday for the foreseeable future as that's kind of their core going forward. Um, overpaid, underpaid, just right. Where do you see this signing for the Bucks? Yeah, I, I think... I mean, again, you have to do, let me just preface it this way. You have to do what you have to do if you're a small market team like Milwaukee to lock up a guy like Drew Holiday. He's a guy that has, he's a five-star talent that barely gets any recognition um, across the league. I think he's been under the radar for so many years. Uh, I believe he only has one all-star appearance, and that can kind of be trace back to the the loaded uh western conference guards um from if if you look at his career i mean again he's had uh great seasons that just uh really go under the radar so um i do think that this is the right move from Milwaukee, but i still will say it's an overpay i think he's overpaid by like 10 15 million um but again you have to do what you have to do um he's a great defender again he's going to give you a lot more of a reliable option uh, when it comes to th- this year's playoffs. Um, but really what this, the overall theme, um, and it's not just, it's kind of just thinking about Milwaukee in terms of the season, not really because the contract extension brought this up, although it does kind of fuel it a little bit. Um, but is this big three enough to get you over the hump for the next, I mean, Drew Holiday signed for four years. Giannis is on contract for what, four or five years, Right. Um, and you've locked up so much money in these three guys, yeah. is it enough? I, I just don't – I have an inclination that it just isn't, um, and that's my thing with this is that I just don't I, – I don't, again, I don't think it's enough, and I think that, um, again, I, I get that Giannis wants to be loyal and whatnot, but um, I, I do think he had better options, and I think that I, – I, I just don't think it's enough. That's all I can say. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the contract breakdown here. So starting next season, obviously, when the extension kicks in, he makes $30 million the following season, $32 million the following season, $34 million. And then they're going to be paying him $37 million when he's 34 years old, I believe, because, 34 there. Well, because I, uh, I wanted to add, too, I think it's bonuses that add up to 160 I think right now it's at like 135 134 uh, well, yeah, 135 yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. 135 when you round up. Um, yeah, and then incentives. You're right. Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit of an overpay. I think though they they listen. They're going all in. Um, they gave Gian, you know Giannis said, "Hey, I'm here to stick it out with you guys." But also at the same time, we know in today's NBA, he could tomorrow say, "Hey, you guys need to trade me immediately. I don't want to play here anymore." You look at James Harden. Um, you look at some stars over the past couple of years who have just kind of said, "Hey, I'm done here. I don't want to play here," and you have to trade them. So they're going all in. Uh, they have their core now. I think it's also about the pieces you put around. Um, and I think it's about coaching as well. I've said this multiple times on this podcast saying uh, I'm not a big fan of Mike Brutenholzer uh, and his coaching 
especially in the playoffs where he doesn't make the adjustments needed. You look at the Miami series that they had last year, uh, and obviously the year before against Toronto, it's kind of just give you honest the ball and let you know everyone else stands around. Uh, no off ball movement, you know, getting Giannis off the ball. I think everyone, you know, has said this. Uh, people on TV, you know, fans, everyone sees what they need to do. They're just not doing it come playoff time. No one cares what they do in the regular season anymore. They're uh, they are the thir- three seed right now. Uh, they're a game and a half back of the top seed, which Brooklyn and Philadelphia are tied for. Um, so come playoff time, this is what it's going to be about. Um, but yeah, no, th- it's a nice signing. Drew Holiday's been good for them this season. He's averaging 17 points, five assists, and five rebounds. Um, and he's shooting it you know, very well, shooting 39% from three, 57% from the field uh, in total. So... Time will only tell. Uh, this could be a really, really good value contract with, you know, obviously the salary cap probably rising over the next couple of years. And, and, I mean, it just seems like everyone's getting paid $35 million nowadays a year. So all I can say is we can see. Yeah, I think when you look at teams around the league, and I think, again, it all goes back to trying to go after the leader in, in the Eastern Conference and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and we've talked about them with um, just how their trio needs to start playing together, their chemistry needs to start clicking for them. And, and of course, when all three of them step on the court, they have a shot. But to even have, you know, uh, a better shot to, to win it all, um, that, needs to, that needs to be one of the key factors. Um, so when you look at their window, I mean, they have, what, two years everyone's on contract? Um, over there. And then for Milwaukee, you have, I don't know, I guess they're banking on, you know, trying to get past Brooklyn and, you know, their short window with, with kind of having guys locked up for like two years um, until their player options come up. Um, especially you have James Harden, who I think has a player option 2022 um, and whatnot. So you have those guys. Um, and with the Bucks, you're committing to these guys, pretty long-term, four or five years, as I said before. So uh, you're trying to uh, go after the Nets. um, And I don't know, I guess they're kind of banking on – because, again, I don't see that trio being uh, a championship. Again, well, do I see them having a chance to win a championship? Yes. But do I think they win it? No. Um, And so with that being said, um, again, you're, you're you're all in on that team. And so, again, they got to try to make it uh, work. I think the coaching, as you said, is is an issue, um, and that needs to be uh, – he needs to adjust on the fly. He hasn't been able to do that, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with Budenholzer. Um, but, again, I think this management has done what they've been able to do. Um, they've locked up um, three all-star caliber players. But, again, if you look around the league uh, – are the duos and trios that you see better than that? I say yes. Um, and, and I think that uh, it's definitely something that needs to be noted. And we'll see what this Bucks team ends up uh, doing. You saw last season they weren't able to do too much, but now they have experienced uh, vets who I think uh, can come in and uh, give you some, some big-time production. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of with you in a sense. I just... 
you look at Brooklyn, they're only going to get better, I think, uh, pending that core stays together, which I think they will. Um, you have Philadelphia, um, which it seems, I feel like Philadelphia and, and uh, Milwaukee are kind of the same cat in the boat, in the same boat as to, hey, you guys should have probably won this. You guys should have been coming out of the East now for a couple of years, and you both have blown it in the playoffs. And then, you know, you have teams like Miami, Boston, and then you have other teams on the rise um, that we've talked about. Uh, just in this episode, like, you know, obviously I think the Hornets are still a few years away. You have the Hawks who are still, you know, a few years away. Um, the Bulls, a few years away. So uh, it should be interesting. I think that, like I said, only time will tell with this signing. Um, I think it needed to be done just because you gave up so much for him. The thing is, is at what cost were you willing to do this? And they were willing literally to go all in, give all their assets up that they did for Drew Holiday and then sign him to um, the most you could. Uh, so, and, and like you said, he's a very underrated player. I've been saying this now for a couple of years, but I say all of that to say, I don't know if he's worth the, the contract he signed. Um, anything else here before we uh, wrap up? No, not much. I think, you know, we kind of bounced around from topic to topic on this episode, but uh, we hope that, uh, the league can kind of get back to uh, its same old because with COVID, it just hasn't been the same. Uh, they're starting to let fans in. Um, but then again, you look at a positive, and then you got to look at a negative with all the injuries uh, around the league. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I got to say. I hope that the uh, – kind of, March Madness, I mean, it, it does take over a lot of our attention uh, year to year, but it seems as if the gap right now between March Madness and the league is kind of – uh, not too close um, just with with everything that's going on um, in the NBA. So, Yeah, uh, I think NBA will wrap, ramp up, though. Obviously, we only have about, what is it, a month uh, left, in the, a month and a half left in the season. Um, and then before playoff time, so teams really ramping up now. Uh, like I said, Thursday is the deadline for them to sign playoffs that can be active on the playoff roster. Um, we didn't even talk about DeMarcus Cousins, who signed a 10-day with the Clippers. Uh, but I guess we can talk about him on the next episode, if he because by then the 10-day will almost be up or we'll no more if he's mm. with them for the rest of the season. Um, otherwise, that's pretty much it. Where can they find us on social media, Jake? Uh, you guys also, like Jake says every episode, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, where you can listen to us. Obviously, you're listening to us right now, so you know somewhere to listen to us. And uh, social medias. Yeah, so our social media is uh, we're on Instagram at underscore around the league underscore. And then I'm not going to repeat what Ryan said. I mean, we do this thing weekly every Saturday, uh, although this is coming out on a Monday. Um, so we'll have this to you guys a little bit later um, from our normal Sunday uh, episodes. But as always, um, make sure you guys check us out, all three streaming platforms, wherever you guys find your podcasts, and that'll do it. Peace out. Peace.